Hello, welcome to BJ and the Battle Cruiser again. Not in a battle cruiser, unfortunately, but in my car, not driving. I haven't done one of these for a while. Um, Masters 2021 was the one, last time I recorded something for this. Um, don't even know if you call it a podcast. Just the president's rambling, the president's thoughts. I thought I would do one recapping the year just gone, a record-breaking year, and previewing another record-breaking year uh, in 2023. So I'll dive straight into it. We had a great year this year um, in terms of growth. You know, we had uh, six events. We had two match play knockout events that ran simultaneously through the year. Uh, went to some amazing places. I'll start at the, right at the beginning uh, for the 20th Invitational. We went to the Berkshire. Obviously, top 100 course in GB&I. Amazing 36-hole facility. Um, we played the red course. Obviously, with it being the 20th Invitational, I wanted to go somewhere really special. And the Berkshire really delivered. I mean, out of all the courses I've played, it is by far my favourite course I've ever played. It's just stunning. It's, you know, even if you're a high handicapper like myself, you just feel, you just feel like, you know, you can, it's pretty wide. You hit it into the heather, more or less, you've, you know, you've got a shot penalty, but you find your ball and you can kind of muscle it out. It's, I just thought it was an amazing course. It's somewhere where obviously, um, we want to go back to, um, Mike Arnock played absolutely sensational golf that day. Um, shot three under uh, net to win. Um, you know, and he was playing off a, I believe it was a seven handicap. So he shot a 76, you know, around the Berkshire. Um, it was just stunning golf. Biffin, you know, was going for his fourth invitational title, you know, record-breaking stuff. And I believe with about five holes left, six holes left, he had a four-shot lead. Um, you know, and he just... He collapsed really coming in, but I suppose that's the pressure of the Invitational, the biggest one we've played for. You know, the twentieth edition at such an historic place like the Berkshire. It's um, Biffin will look back and and kick himself really. He should have, he should have four Invitational titles. But it was just it was such a good day. You know, it was um, we made such a big thing. You know, it was a jacket and tie dress code. We had a free course lunch afterwards. It was a proper proper day and. You know, it was scheduled for the middle of March and we got really lucky with the weather. It was just, just a great opener to the season, you know. Mike Arnott is amazing champion, you know. He won to complete the Grand Slam. Um, just lit, literally couldn't have gone any better, really. And uh, I really hope, you know, we've got quite a nice little partnership there with Paris working at the Berkshire, you know, in terms of taking the World Match Play final there. I would love to bring the Invitational back there one day. Um, you never know. Um, hopefully we can get it done. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that one. And from the Berkshire, uh, we moved on to the Players' Championship, which was at Perford Lakes. Um, Perford Lakes has kind of become the home of the the Players' Championship now. I mean, the last few years, they've poured a lot of money into the... Um, into the course, into the club, and it's it's a course that's really on the up. So, you know, they obviously are able to host societies on the weekend, so it kind of fits perfectly with our 
what we want for the Players' Championship. You know, it's dubbed the working man's major. We want as many people playing. We don't want, you know, in terms of the schedule, we go to quite a lot of, you know, we go to a few courses that are quite high green fees. We want the Players' Championship um, to be affordable. I, w- I don't want to price anyone out. Um, so I think the Perford Lakes is the perfect venue for that. You know, it's lots of water. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a lot of holes that are kind of like jammed in and you think they look a bit awkward. But in terms of the conditioning, that, that's just gone up and up. And uh, we had a great day, another great day. Zach Johnson won, won his maiden major title. Um, Zach is someone that's just drastically improved over the last two years. You know, I think if you go three to four years ago, he was... Um, He'll tell you, you know, he was pretty uh, pretty shit, to be fair. And I say that with all respect because he's practised and he is now a legitimate, look, you know, 17, 18 handicapper. He um, played great golf uh, on the 18th. He had quite a lengthy 10-foot putt to win. He held it. It was um, just a great performance from Zach. Obviously, he won the world match play at the back end of last year. So, you know, he's clipped off two of the biggest events on the schedule, the world match play, and and then won a a players championship at the lakes. So, all respect to Zach. He's someone that's worked hard at his game. He's gone from being a genuine twenty eight handicapper to you know a, an eighteen. He's uh, he's very solid now, and, I, and going forward, he'll want more more major titles. Um, and I don't see why not. He's, I think he's someone that's he's got the bug, and he's I think he's he's trending towards more titles in the future. From the Players' Championship, we went to Silvermere for the President's Cup, which was it was good to get a President's Cup in because the year before it had been cancelled um, due to various uh, Zimbabweans not bothering to turn up and ruining the uh, ruining the event. But this year was great. Obviously, I come out come out losing. Vice President Edmonds and his side won narrowly three two. It was um, it was a good day. Sil- Silvermere. Um, you know, Silverman's got a, a couple of really good holes. Um, there's some some holes that just you feel like you're just in the middle of a field. But it was a good day. You know, it was uh, President's Cup. Is it's a it's a rowdy one. I'm sure next year uh, Edmonds will will be looking to defend that title. I mean, you know, they'll be looking to go for a three peat. We will obviously my team will. We'll want to get our hands on it. You know, the last time we won was 2019 now, I believe, was it? Yeah, 2019. So it's it's been a long time, you know. Um, but yeah, Silvermere delivered. It's um, it's a good venue, you know. It's local, it's affordable. Um, there's a couple of real signature holes there. Obviously, 17 and 18, you've got quite a dramatic finish. The 18th hole with, you know, the island green situated right next to the patio. Um, it got quite rowdy this year, you know. Um it was just a great day, a great day despite the loss. From there, we moved on to the Masters at San Martins. This is one that I was really looking forward to. Um, it was a bit of an unknown uh, amongst the membership. I think only Jonesy and maybe Johnny Codd had played there before. Um, just a just a really unique, interesting course. You know, the front nine is kind of pretty standard, I would say. Um well-maintained kind of parkland course and the back nine just feels i don't know just extremely linksy um 
it was just just great great course bunkering was was great um really enjoyed it jamie wedgner the wedge big wedge come out you know maiden major in his debut year to secure rookie of the year um awards it was a great performance from from wedge he kind of got the lead with a few holes left to play and kind of didn't look back it was impressive play from a rookie who you know joined the tour um his attitude's been good his commitment to the tour has been great uh he's played a few times um you know and he and he 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 seems key and that's what you want in a new member you want someone that first of all is you know not tight we've got quite enough of them on the bga tour but just someone that's willing to pay to play good places and is keen and enthusiastic and and wedge and and in fairness his mate ian stevenson uh the goats brother-in-law are, are definitely good good new members to have so we welcome them and congrats to the wedge on his master's victory uh from there we moved to where did we go from there went to the playoffs um the playoffs did we go to the playoffs am i missing one no, the playoffs, sorry. We went to the playoffs um, at Kingswood, another new venue. We were excited for this one to uh, to see this. It was a James Braid design, I believe. Hopefully I've said that right. Uh, might be completely wrong. Um, but it was uh, very, you know, felt like a very posh kind of club um, in terms of, I think it had a gym and a sauna and a spa and all that, but just a just a great venue really um for the playoff season ending top 16 available players we had a great field you know the big names turned out biffin jones etc um we had a great tussle down the stretch between crips and and, and charlie pierce to win george pierce again he had quite a comfortable lead with five holes left and he, he crumbled a lot of questions will be asked of george pierce and his ability to close out championships obviously he had a, a run in at the 2018 invitational which he um you know had a back nine collapse so that's saying going forward that george pierce will look at and um we'll have to answer to really because he's george pierce he's you know he's athletic he's in my in my opinion the next superstar on tour but you know he's won three times on tour now if you include his four ball better ball win at the end of the year with his brother CJP design and build but he's got to push forward now he needs a major but we'll cover that shortly but obviously the playoffs belong to Harry Cripps um, 37 points won it so that's I'm always happy when you know 37 38 39 points win I feel like I've, I've probably got the handicapping correct but Cripps he's been another player much like Zach who's just been improving and improving and he's you know he's got himself down to you know low 20s but he's just very consistent off that handicap. And I think he's only going to get better. I think he's got potential to go even lower. You know, and he's obviously clipped off of his first win on tour. And now he can look forward to potentially getting a major, you know, potentially joining that 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 next elusive club. You know, it's to win a BGA Tour event is special for sure. But to become a major champion, you know, to win the biggest events that we host, that's the next, you know, tier of where you want to go. And, and Cripsy, again, you know, you couldn't meet a nicer bloke, 
he's a relatively new member, you know, joined 2020, exactly the type of member we want. And he is trending towards a major victory in either, I think, 23 or 24. I think Cripsy will, will get one. But congrats to, to Cripsy. Obviously, as I mentioned at the start, we have two match play events that run throughout the year. The World Match Play, it was the fourth. Was it the fourth edition? Yep, the fourth edition of the World Match Play. This year, there was an extra spice to it where the final was was held at the Berkshire, um, thanks to to Paris. Um, we say thanks to Joe Paris for, for accommodating that. Um, so it added an extra spice to it, an extra element of prestige to get to the, to the final with it all to play for at just such an historic venue, like I mentioned earlier in the show, as the Berkshire. Uh, George Vincent, Harry Cripps, again, Cripsy, you know, just to add to his great year that he had, he, he, he made the final. Uh, but the final belonged to one man, and that was George Vincent, um, who beat Cripsy four and three. Um, George kind of just got momentum early on. He was three up through three and he just he just never let Cripsy get back into it. I think Cripsy got it back to two to two at one point, but every time there looked like there could be a potential momentum swing, George Vincent just fucking put the foot down, hold a putt when he needed to, and he just didn't let Cripsy get back into it. It was a relentless performance from George, who again, you know, he's been on tour since twenty nineteen now. He's He's someone as well that, like like George Pierce, but not as extreme just yet, he's someone I'm looking at in the next few years to win a major, to to step up, to to move to that next tier, you know. Winning a BJ Tour event, like I said, it's, it, it's hard to do, but to win a major, you know, the events that everyone wants to win, that's, that's what George Winston has got to be looking at next, you know. He's had so many close run-ins at the Invitational, I think, and he's three... In George Vincent's three invitational starts, he's gone runner-up, runner-up, third. I really, really think George will win a major next year. You know, he's someone that's very consistent. You know, he finds a lot of fairways. You know, he's a 17 handicap, but he's he's very consistent off that. I like George's chances going into 23. Uh, he's someone that takes his game extremely seriously. And he wants to improve and he wants to win these big events. So... It was nice to see George win the World Match Play. You know, the World Match Play, I consider one of the more difficult events to win on tour, you know. It goes throughout the whole year. It's knockout. Every match is either do or die. You have to win every match or you're going home. Up For me, it's one of the biggest events to win. So to George to clip that off, you know, that's one on his resume. He's now got to be looking to 23 and, and a major, in my opinion, and, and he'll say the same thing. Uh, the four-ball better ball presented by CJP Design and Build. Another great year. Um, this event's going from strength to strength in its second edition this year. Uh, it was ironically won by CJP and George Pierce. Um, they beat Joel Pope and Mike Arnott one up in the final. Um, from I wasn't there, unfortunately, but from the sounds of it, it was a real back-and-forth um, you know, final. But I think going into that final, I would have said Arna and Pope were, were favourites. CJP had come close a lot of times uh, to getting a win in the BJ event. He'd never got over the line. Um, he obviously infamously three-putted at the playoffs this year. 
from about 15 foot to, to miss out on a playoff by one, a sudden death playoff by one. So going into this final, there was a lot of questions about the Pierce brothers. Can they handle it? Are they going to bottle it again? George is obviously just thrown away the playoffs. Charlie had a good opportunity at the playoffs. He kind of let that one slip. So a lot of the pressure, a lot of the talking was on the Pierce brothers. And you have to say credit where credit's due. They got, they got it done, you know, um, against Arnott, you know, world number one career Grand Slam champion. He's won everything pretty much in, in the tour and he's only been on tour since the start of 2019. It's, um, no, I think, was it 2018? I think it might have been 2018. Or is it 2019? I should know that. I do these podcasts just with complete no notes, so I should really have that in front of me, that information. But anyway, Arnott's been on, on tour not a lot of times, not a lot of years, I should say, and what he's accomplished is, you know, it's kind of... It sets a precedent, really. So that was a great win for the Pierce brothers. Um, and obviously, we've still got the classic to come. But obviously, the season was finished um, with the playoffs. So the classic in December will be kind of like a standalone event. It won't be towards any of 2023. It won't be towards any of 2022. It's just an additional event that I've arranged. It will still have playoff... No, sorry. It will still have ranking points available. Um but the player of the year was awarded to Mike Arnott. Um, you know, he had a first at the Invitational, the biggest event. He had a runner-up at the Four-Ball Better Ball presented by CJP and he came third at the Masters um, and he won the Order of Merit. So Arnott, again, just, I think, you know, that's his third Order of Merit. He's also won the player of the year twice. He's just relentless, you know, his consistency. And when he joined the tour, you know, he was about a 14 handicapper. Well, he's now a six. So he's been cut consistently. He continues to get better. He's consistent. And he keeps competing. He keeps putting himself up there. And he keeps winning big championships, you know. I think Arnott going into next year is still the man to beat. You know, he's kind of taken over that mantle from Biffin and Jones as, as the person on tour that is the most consistent, is winning the most, you know. No one's even close to him in the last four years in terms of the amount of wins, you know, he's racked up. He's, it's just been Tiger-like almost. Um, so congrats to Arnold again on a, on a stellar year. I want to look forward to now, uh, 2023. This is our biggest schedule ever. Most events, we're doing seven events in 23. Um, we're going to some amazing courses you know going to top 100 courses in the gbni rankings um but we're also going to more affordable options what i want to do with the schedule is i just don't want to price anyone out i don't want to make it unaffordable for people i want people to feel like they can play a handful of events you know and they can maybe play the cheaper ones but then we've also got the premier host sites you know i'll start with the schedule so We've obviously got the Classic in December. That's at Woking. That's another top 100 course. We're ticking off the list. Um, I just thought it would be good to to do a Christmas event. I kind of want to trial it. I want to see how it goes. Obviously, with hosting an event on the middle of December, you are kind of putting yourself at, at risk of weather issues, but we're just going to go for it. We're playing Woking. Got us an incredible deal there. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's it's going to be a great a great day. We're playing the inaugural classic there. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so the 2023 schedule officially starts 
at the Players' Championship in Perford Lakes. No, it doesn't. Tell a lie. This is... I'm chatting shit. We've added another event in March called the Pulbra Cup. We're playing at West Sussex. Um, it's going to be limited field event. Uh, it's going to count towards OWBGR rankings. It's going to count towards playoffs. This is a course that I've managed to get us on at a weekend booking. Again, this is highly, highly ranked, this course. You know, it's a bit of an expensive one, but this is going to be an outstanding day. I can't wait for that one. Um, proper traditional club. Um, Jonesy's played it. He swears by it. He's, he says, you know, nothing but great things. So we're looking forward to that one. Then we go into major season, April. We head to the Players' Championship. Perford Lakes, the home of the players. This will be the fourth year we've gone there. And I think going forward, it will permanently be at Perford Lakes. Like I said earlier, and I alluded to, it ticks every box. It's affordable. We can play Saturdays. We can have a big field. You know, we had 39-man field back in, in 2020, I believe. So, no, 2021. So, it ticks every box. Zach will go there as defending champion. I don't really need to say too much about Perford Lakes. You know, like I said, we've seen it a lot of times now. Um, but it, it's a perfect fit for this major. From Perford Lakes, we go to Hindhead for the 21st Invitational. Again, I can't tell you how buzzing I am for that one, you know. Um, we originally booked to go to to Hindhead for the, for the 2020 Invitational. But due to COVID and then coming out of lockdown, they had to cancel their golf days. So I arranged a deal with Hindhead um, in, to move from them hosting the 2020 Invitational to hosting the 2023 Invitational. Um, no, it was twenty. It was 2021, wasn't it? Sorry, I'm getting my dates all mixed up. Um, and I'm normally good with dates. So so we moved the, the Invitational from Hindhead. It was meant to host in 21. We've moved it to 23. It's the 21st Invitational, obviously. The Invitational is the event that's most dearest to my heart. It's what founded the, the BGA back in 2003 when I was 13. To think we've gone from, you know, playing at venues like Thamesdale and Hazelwood, Moore Place, Abbey Moor. And don't get me wrong, we had so much fun at them places when we were fucking kids growing up. But to now see the Invitational as the flagship event, the flagship major championship of tour, playing at events like, you know, playing it at venues like Hindhead. It's just going to be an, another great day, you know. We're going to do a brunch in the morning, 18 holes, followed by a two-course lunch. It's going to be a big day. Uh, that's in the middle of May, or May 11th, I believe, to be precise. Um, can't wait for that one. Arnott will go in as defending champion. Um, I'm sure we'll get a good feel for that because that's going to be one of the best courses we play all year by a mile. From then, we move to the President's Cup. We're going to the Springs in Oxfordshire. This is another affordable event. Really pleased to get this on the schedule. Um, the President's Cup, a bit like the players, I want to keep it affordable. I want to keep it... I don't want to outprice anyone. I want to keep as many people involved as possible. And obviously the President's Cup it has a good rivalry between the two teams. So we want to keep that going. We're heading to the Springs looking to to win back the cup that we haven't won for a few years now. Um, Vice President Edmonds um, is looking to a three-peat. So that's going to be a great one. From the President's Cup, we go to the Addington. Um, probably besides Hindhead, this is the one that I'm looking forward to the most, if I'm being honest. The Addington has had loads of work done on it. They've cleared loads of trees out. They've opened loads of vistas. The green complexes look 
so much fun to play. You know, I think the adit in the next few years is just going to go up and up in the rankings and it's just going to be somewhere that everyone wants to play. So I was originally looking at it as an invitational venue in the next few years, but I just thought I have to get this on the schedule before it gets really, really popular and the price goes massively up. So the Masters will be at the Addington this year uh, in London. Uh, that's going to be a great day on a Friday. Managed to get a Friday Society, so, you know, that's always good when you haven't got work the next day so you can have a drink. From then, we move to Cleve Hill. Again, this is a, another really out there one. Um, it's in Cheltenham, so it's it's a while away, but if you look at the pictures... I think they they do all the talking, really. I wouldn't be booking to go somewhere that's 70 miles away if the course didn't look just absolutely sensational. We're going there for the second instalment of the Classic, um, obviously with the first being at Woking uh, later in December. Really looking forward to Cleve Hill. Um, Again, a really affordable one. Um, It's going to be £50, so it's not going to cost you a lot, you know, to play just a completely unique... Um, sensational golf course on an amazing setting um, it's going to be something like we've never played before so I'm looking forward to that one from the Cleve Hill we go back to Kingswood for the playoffs uh, Kingswood will host the playoffs for the second year on the trot I really liked Kingswood from this year just gone I felt like for the playoffs it ticked every box that we needed you know um, and it was it did, like I said, it just ticked every box, so why change it? You know, it's localish for the majority of the field. Um, it was a challenging golf course, um, and they were very accommodating. They let us play on a Saturdays, and again, you know, when I'm trying to compile the schedule, it's good to pick all these amazing courses that you want to go to, but do you know what? Most of these amazing places, they don't let societies on at the weekend, so you're limited in terms of where you can go. Kingswood allow societies on the Saturday. So it fits into what we need for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, apart from the schedule, we've uh, got seven events. Um, you know, we've got an event every month from March through to September. So I really like the the flow of the schedule. It works really well. Um, I'm going to see how the Christmas event this year goes. And then I potentially might add another one in December next year. We'll see how it goes. I think, you know, I think it'll be I think it's going to go well, obviously, the one in Christmas, but I just want to see in terms of how it goes before I maybe commit to doing another Christmas event next year. But so that's the schedule. Really excited. It's got a lot of variety, a lot of different courses. It's got your premier courses. It's got your more affordable places. But every course is going to be enjoyable. Um, And obviously, we've got the two match play uh, tournaments running throughout the year. Uh, Joe Paris has kindly agreed that the... um, the final of the well match day can be again be contested at the Berkshire, so that kind of adds yet another kind of carrot to to get into the final. Um, and yeah, just really looking forward to it. I think, like I said at the start, BJ Tours it's growing every year, you know. And this year we're going to have a record number of members. We're going to have a record number of events. There's plenty of playing opportunities for everyone. And you know, for the people that say, "Oh, I don't want to play seven events," you don't have to. That's the beauty of having a bigger schedule. You can pl- you can pick the three or four that you really want to play. I appreciate it for everyone. They're not gonna. Some people aren't gonna want to commit to playing every event due to family commitments, due to financials, whatever. But that's the beauty of it. There's enough variety and stuff in there for everyone. The more affordable places, the more kind of 
prestigious um, events and I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, I just wanted to touch on um, when I was, I forgot to do it in the review of 2022, but I just, I just wanted to, to mention, um, obviously it was a great year, uh, 2022 of the BGA, but there was some tragic news um, with Mike Hawthorne uh, passing away. Um, Mike was such a beloved guy. He played on tour for three to four years um, back in 20, 2016 kind of period to to maybe 2019. Um, Mike was just one of those guys that, you know, I've known a long time. I obviously know him through Craig and Liam, his cousin. I've known Craig and Liam since I was seven or eight. Something really stupid, you know. And Mike was just such a funny person, you know. He was so, when you're around him, he was so silly. He was so stupid, but he just, you just wanted to spend time with him. He just was hilarious. He was such a good bloke. And I don't know, I, when I found the news out this year, I know he would obviously had medical issues stemming quite a few years now but he just had a he just had a baby he you know he was married and I don't know why it just really it really hit me because I've got a one-year-old son and it's just so sad and um yeah my thoughts are obviously are with Mike's family and Craig and Liam um he was a proper proper funny bloke and um yeah, life's life's not fair sometimes, man. It's really not. So I just wanted to to put a message on there when I was kind of reviewing twenty twenty two that um yeah we'll uh, yeah thought thoughts are with Mike's family and um yeah life's fucking hard work life's fucking shit sometimes. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, I just wanted to just go over everything kind of give president's perspective it's it's hard sometimes to do that um you know when i'm reviewing stuff or previewing it just in a tweet or an instagram post so that's my thoughts on the year just gone on the on on the year to come um and not just that you know when i'm planning for the next year i'm also planning for the year after that you know we've already got the invitational venue lined up for 2024 uh, we're going to Hailing, another an amazing Lynx course that we're going to tick off the list. And then even past that, I'm even thinking into 2025, you know, I've got some big plans for the Invitational. I'm thinking a two-day event where we, you know, where we, we go somewhere for the night and we play two two rounds on, on you know, different courses that are local to each other. And so there's so many ideas and I'm constantly thinking of ways to improve. But if there's anything that, you know, you think can improve the tour, then then always let me know. Um but yeah, I'll uh, yeah have a good Christmas. Take it easy. Presidents out. <laughs>